Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor and resiliency expert, helping people to think, speak, and act positively through the challenges of life. You can find out more about me in this interview at my website, which is Tom, the number two, and Tall, T-A-L-L dot com. I have an exciting guest today. His name is Hev Sung. Hev motivates, educates, and entertains audiences. He is a speaker and an author of a best-selling book, Your Differences Are the Key to Your Success, which is available on Amazon.com. So far, he's given about 300 speeches to employees, managers, salespeople, entrepreneurs, and leaders at various corporations, civic clubs, and associations on the topic of his book. He is an immigrant to the United States, originally from Cambodia, a small country in Southeast Asia, born during the Pol Pot regime, uh, whose crimes were portrayed in the movie The Killing Fields. He grew up in a very rural area in a province that shares a border with Thailand. He is the only child in his whole family who was lucky enough to be able to finish high school and then go to a university in the capital of Cambodia where he got an undergraduate degree in architecture before moving to the United States by himself with only a few hundred dollars in, a, in his pocket and a few spoken words in English. Now he's the president of Be Your Best Self. He does a lot of public speaking, of course, in English, and he is writing his second book, which is going to be published uh, around the middle of this year. Welcome to the show today, Hev. Good morning, Tom. Uh, it yep. is so good, so good to have you on the show. And uh, as I've mentioned before, I have an amazing friend, Tim Chim, who has educated me a lot about Cambodia, uh, the regime, the Pol Pot regime, and the atrocities that happened there. And uh, what an amazing story. Yours is very similar to his, uh, coming to the U.S., speaking very little English, having almost no money. And now look at you, a speaker and an author and helping impact and change people's lives. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, so uh, let's start off by finding out uh, what made you come to the United States and how did you, how did you get to the United States? Because uh, uh, moving from one country to another to a totally different continent with only a few hundred dollars in your pocket and not speaking the language that's a pretty scary thing to think about. Yeah, actually, it's very, very scary. And as you have mentioned, I was—I originally came from Cambodia, a small country in South Asia. And like, I grew up in a very rural area, like in a poor family. And when I finished high school, I moved to Phnom Penh to study architecture. And during my senior year in architecture, I always wanted to come to the U.S. because back then, I personally believed that if I could come to this country, my future would be bright. At least, I'm going to have a lot of things to eat. Because back then, I was very, very skinny. In my family, we didn't have much to eat. And at 16 years old in Cambodia, I weigh less than 100 pounds. Well. And... Yes, less than 100 pounds. And for a few years, 
after I've been in this country, I gained close to 65 pounds, which is 30, which equals to 30 kilograms. Wow. And, and that, that is one of the reasons that I wanted to come to the U.S. So I not only just to pursue my dream, but also to gain a lot of weight because my family, my mom, we didn't have much to eat. And one of the more one of the most important thing is my then in Cambodia and I guess up until now, people over there always say, it is not what you know, but who you know. Mm. For me back back then I know that I myself because I have my little of those. I didn't know anything and I didn't know anybody and that's why I decided to move to this country. Wow, and uh, so when you came to the country, it must be difficult when you don't know the language and you don't really know anybody. Uh, talk a little bit about the first month or two, because that must be pretty difficult, finding a place to live, uh, even not knowing the language. I remember my friend Tim Chim telling me when him and his wife would go to the grocery store, they would poke a hole in the salt and the white sugar because they didn't know what it said on the package. So they would poke a little hole, put it on their tongue, and say, okay, that's salt. <laughs> and so you never even think of those challenges when you're from the country and you speak the language. So tell us a little bit about those f- first few months because that must have been a, a, a pretty challenging month. Yes, of course. It's very, very difficult back then. Like, the main challenge is the language. Like, I know how to read and write, but like at the basic level, but I never learned how to speak. And frankly, some language, some question in English is very strange to me. Like in Cambodia, we always say, hi, how are you? But in this country, some people say, hey, what's up? Like initially, <laughs> when I heard someone say, hey, what's up? I looking up and I say, nothing up there. <laughs> And actually, I used to work at a grocery store on the weekend, like, like just to make a few dollars. And a regular guy, a regular customer, he came to the store and then he said, hey, what's up, man? And then I said, I said to him, there is nothing up. The price of everything is stay the same. And the guy, he laughed out loud and he said, oh, this guy must be crazy. <laughs> Uh, yes, that that like one of the main challenge is the language. Like when you don't speak the language, it's very difficult. And sometimes, like because my poor limited of English, and because of my accent, when I talk to people in English, and they ask me back why I spoke Chinese to them, and being Cambodian, and although I look like a Chinese guy, I didn't know any Chinese language. So yes, it's like kind of like frustrating. And for all this year, I'm still learning how to speak English, like to improve myself so that people could understand me. Yes, yes. And what about like finding a place to live and you must have encountered a little bit of, uh, not prejudice, but as you said, like in the grocery store, that kind of thing, people might have made fun of you a little bit, Uh, but still coming from where you came, the situation that you were in, must have been even better than what you were suffering in Cambodia. So talk a little bit about that. How, like, how, this is how I wonder, like, where do you sleep? Where do you find a place to live? 
And then, as you had mentioned, you know, people poking fun a little bit at your uh, accent and not speaking the language. Uh, that takes a lot of mental toughness and courage. And again, no family, your parents weren't here. Uh, those things must be tough. Yes, actually, like, when I came here, I didn't know anybody, but through connection in Cambodia, then I got to know, like, some friends, like, friends of friends, and that's why I decided to move to Philadelphia from Texas. Because, actually, in Philadelphia, there is a big uh, Cambodian commun- community over here, and that's why I decided to stay over here. Because, like, when you don't know anybody, but you know some people who speak the same language, then it's like, yeah, I find it like quite easier than staying in the area that I didn't know anybody and I didn't speak the language that they speak. Hmm. So, yeah, so basically that's why I'm here in Philadelphia now. I hadn't thought of that, but that is very a great idea and a great thing when you can move into an area where there's a lot of other people from Cambodia, they will assist you, they help you, they know the challenge you have. And being from Toronto myself, in Toronto, you know, there's pockets or areas of the city where, okay, this is an area for Asian people, this is an area Mm -hmm. for Italian people. And I always wondered, why do they all go in one area? But in a way, it's a way to help yourself and for the community to help other people in the community with the same nationality. So that must have been nice to find that area where there was other people from Cambodia that could assist you, teach you, uh, introduce you to people, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, sure. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I noticed in your book, uh, on the cover, front or back or inside, you make mention of your parents and how grateful you are, uh, how much you love them. Uh, were you ever able to bring them to the U.S.? Uh, how are they doing? And and uh, tell us, uh, brag about your parents a little bit because I really, really got the feeling from what you wrote about them that they are very special people and great parents. And not everybody has great parents. And uh, I had great parents, and when you do have those uh, great parents growing up, it sure makes a big difference in life, doesn't it? Yes, actually, when you like, open the book, like the first page of the book, like the, the dedication, I dedicate my books and I say that I wish to be your son again and again. I like. Uh, if I born, I wish to be your son again and again. And when some people see that, they commanded me because of what I say. And actually, if you read when you when you read the book, you're going to realize it. I lost my own parents when I was 12 years old. Uh-huh. And actually, yes, because I at that time I was very very young. I didn't know much, and just only 12 years old, and I lost both of them. In an armed robbery in Cambodia, all at the same time. So that is very sad, but obviously they instilled in you some very good values and teaching while you had them. Yes, and because of like I lost most of them at the very young age, and for all these years I was always looking to have like a parent like other people, and luckily I find them in the U.S. Now I have got mother and got father. 
Ah, that is such a blessing, isn't it? Yes, sure. Mm -hmm. So now you're in the U.S., you have your architecture degree, I believe also project management. That's a huge field, project management, and very, very important to have that. Um, I'll introduce you to a few friends that I know that one wrote a book on project management. So you're here. Now, what caused you at some point to write this book? Because uh, not everybody uh, writes a book. And uh, so what caused you or made you think and, and sit down to write the book? Yes, that is a big question to me. And actually, after a few years, uh, I came to the U.S. I knew that there was a lot of successful, rich, and powerful people in the U.S., in this country, than in any other country in the world. The issue to me back then was the people that I knew, they were not from my own ethnic group, and they were not even Asian. Back then, it made me believe that because of this, being an Asian speaking with accent was a curse in this country. Later on, I realized that I was wrong. And because I came to this country to be successful, to search, right, and to be successful in this country, and because of this, that's why I decided to write a book. And let me tell you this. If I knew what I know now, that my differences are the key to my success in every aspect of my life, it would have saved me many years of my, of my life. And for all these years, I didn't know what my differences were, and it didn't help me either when some of my family members and my friends want me to be somebody else instead of being my best self. Because of this mistake, that's why I decided to, to write a book so that other people who read the book, other people who are in search for the success in this country or in any other part of the world, they don't have to make the same mistake I have made. And mm. that is yeah, the most important reason that encouraged me to write the book, even though English is still my second language. Mm -hmm. Right, and so important and... And uh, even today, I bug my friend Tim Chim. I, <laughs> I say, when are you going to learn English? <laughs> because he still has the accent and, and just a little bit to tease him. And so very important. Now, uh, I am in the process, or so I wrote the book. It's being edited now. Uh, how is it to write a book in a in a second language? And, and uh, uh, then also uh, talk about Napoleon Hill's number one principle, is definiteness of purpose. When you yes. know what your purpose in life is, it is the most freeing, the most powerful thing you can ever know is why you were put on here on earth to what you were created for, what you're here on earth for. So talk about, yeah, writing a book in a language that's not your original language. Do you sit down and write it in uh, what language Cambodia speak, and then have someone translate it, or do you sit down and write it in English yourself? How does that process work? Because it must be somewhat difficult. Actually, I um, I like to read a lot of books, and since I've been in this country, I read like four, five hundred books, and all the books that I have read, I always take notes. All the ideas in the book, I take note and put it in my journal. 
And when I start writing the book, I just look at all those journals, all those ideas that I have collected for all these years, and then combine those ideas together and then put in the book. And basically, I write it in English. So I didn't, I, I didn't read the book in my own language and then have it translated into English. I didn't do it that way. And just because of my process reading, because of all the ideas that have been collected, are the reason that I could write the book. Otherwise, it's going to be very challenged to write the book in English. Hmm. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So good that you're a reader. I love, I've read about that many as well, four or five hundred books. Uh, someone very famous said uh, once that uh, leaders are readers, and so very, very important. Not just read the book, but as you said, write notes. How does it apply to you? What can you learn from it? Uh, what are you going to implement into your life? Um, and then now again, let's talk about that number one success principle of Napoleon Hill. Was there a point in time where you really came to know, okay, you've been through tough times, Cambodia, very tough times, come to the U.S. At some point you realize what your definite purpose in life is, uh, talk about that. That's the question I get asked the most about, the help I get asked the most about. How do I know or discover what is my purpose in life? And it sounds like you really have found yours. Actually, since I have been in this country, I always wanted to be a professional speaker. But the point is, as you have said, in the, uh, as you have mentioned, I was born and grew up in Cambodia, and English is my second language. And when I came to this country, I didn't speak any good English. And that's why I postponed it for a while, to, so that I could learn to speak properly, so that I could, speak, I could stand and speak in front of people. And as you read the book, like, you're going to know that your purpose and why it has something to do with your differences. And... There are two kinds of differences. One of them is your physical appearance, and another one is in the differences, which is your talent, your skills, your passion, and your purpose in life. And regarding your purpose in life, there is no scientific way to tell you what that is. But here is what I believe. Everything that is created is created for a reason. If we are all created, put on this earth and equipped with passion, talent, and skills, what we are born to do must have something to do with them. And here is what I find out. Whatever your life calling is, whatever your purpose in life is, the opportunity will be there for you, and you will be protected or provided for when you do it. So to know your purpose in life, you have to know what your passion is, what your talent is, what your skill is. And once you know those elements, you could know that this is the thing that I want to do for the rest of my life. And you could know that this is my purpose in life. So because I realized that this is the thing that I want to do, I know my passion, I know my skill, I know my talent. That's why my purpose in life is to share the message to other people for the thing that I have learned. And that's why that is the main reason that I decided to write a book and to share the message to other people. 
Mm, love it. So let's talk a little bit about the title of your book and the perp- uh, the idea behind it is that your differences are the key to your success. Uh, so many people just try to fit in and be like everyone else. They don't want to stand out. And yet your title of your book hits it bang on. Your differences are the keys to your success. It's what makes you unique and special. And you should celebrate those differences rather than trying to blend in and be like everyone else. So talk about that a little bit because it's such an important point. And just the title of the book alone is worth the thought. Like it is so important that celebrate your difference. In general, when you look at the people who are rich, the people who are powerful, those who are successful, and those who have everything that you want to have, you may start believing that in order for you to be successful as well, you need to be just like them. You need, you have to dress like them, you have to act like them, choose the same field of study or the same professions. From my own personal experience and from my own research, when I wrote the book, doing so is a surefire way to failures and mediocrity in every aspect of your life because if you choose to be like someone else, who is going to be you? And if you choose to be like someone else, you are not your real you. You are not yourself. And quite strangely, it's difficult to be someone else other than yourself. And even if you push yourself try to be that person, the effort will not sustain. All these are because each of us is different. Even though we look similar as a human being, we are different in many ways. Like as I mentioned earlier, there are two parts of differences. Physical, like outer differences and inner differences. So therefore, if you want to be successful, you should know your differences. And capitalize, and capitalize on your differences. And when you try to be someone else, it does, it's not going to work. Believe me, it's not going to work at all. Hmm, exactly. And in your book, in the very first chapter, I love that quote. I've seen it before. Oscar Wilde, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. What are some of the challenges that people find in in being their self, and and talk a little bit about that. As I said, that is an amazing quote. I've seen it before. I've quoted it to other people. Uh, but talk about maybe a few of those challenges that people have in in being their self. Because as you said, they they look at people they admire in whatever field they admire, and they think, well, I need to be like them. I need to do what they did. I need to study what they did. I need a personality like theirs. But that's so very untrue, isn't it? Yes. And it's kind of like ironical because like being yourself is the, easy, is the thing very easy to do. It is, it is a thing to do. But the point is, most people believe that being different is a disadvantage. Being different would make them vulnerable to bullying or rejections by strangers, by friends, and even by their own family members. And to me, bullying, which is a higher form of rejection, is nothing but disrespecting other people, 
because of the differences from you. And most people don't have confidence in their own differences. To my understanding, such confidence is nothing but the confidence that you have in your own differences from other people. What most people fail to realize is that while our similarity with others encourage the acceptance of us, it is our differences that set us apart in many positive, beneficial ways. Let me share you a story. Like Ten years ago, before I came to this country, I taught myself how to speak English. I didn't know any English, and I went to me to learn it. The result was terrible. Initially, when I came to this country, I did believe that I did speak English. Except when I spoke, a lot of people asked me back why I spoke Chinese to them. Being Cambodian, and although I look like a Chinese guy, I'm still... I don't know any Chinese language. And for all this year, people tell me that the best way for me to learn how to speak English is to have an American girlfriend. And for all this year, I'm still looking for a girlfriend. But the girl that I'm looking for now is the one who speaks Chinese. And so if you're born in this country, in the U.S. or in Canada, your fluency in English is something that I need to make my message complete because sometimes people misunderstand me. In general, your differences are something that you have that nobody else has. Your differences are something that somebody else out there might need to make their life or their project complete because they like them. Therefore, if you want to be successful, you should stop looking for people who have everything that you want to have and stop trying to be like them. On the contrary, you should start looking for people who need what you have to offer while just being yourself. And if what you have to offer currently is not good enough, my book will help you to improve them. The key to success is being different. And the secret to being different is being, your best, being yourself. And being your best self means taking care of your physical appearance and nurturing your unique talent skill, passion, and right-calling to the highest level of excellence is only possible. Mm. <clears throat> I love it. I love it. And it's such an important message. And now, in the first chapter of the book, you talk about two specific types of differences. So talk about those a little bit more and go into a little bit more depth with those because... Uh, not everybody will know uh, what their differences are or, or those specific types of differences. So talk a little bit more at length about those two types of differences that you talk about in the very first chapter. Yes, there are two kinds of differences. One is outer differences, and the second one is inner differences. Outer differences is, our, is basically our physical appearance. No two people look the same. Even among two white Americans in the U.S. or two Cambodian immigrants in Canada, they don't look the same. One may be like chubby, another one may be handsome and attractive like you and me. And the inner differences is our passion, talent and skill and our purpose in life. Most people don't know what their passion is. I didn't know what my passion was when I 
when I finished my high school and go to the university. And passion in general is love. Passion is something that you keep doing while other people quit. Passion is something that you keep doing even nobody out there to encourage you. Passion is something that you keep doing even you don't get paid. The truth is, is something that you do which is your passion, you're going to be very, very good at it because you will never have an issue with quitting or persistence. That means you will never quit your passion. You may postpone the effort, but you never quit it. But if the thing that you do which is not your passion, it's going to give you a lot of stress. I just yes. did in corporate America, five up, eight out of ten people who work over there, they have a lot of stress because the thing that they do are not their passion. And it could, it could give you a lot of stress, especially when you have the responsibility, when you have the responsibility to do it well enough. And in general, the, the level of knowledge or wisdom that you have about anything is always in proportion to your passion for it. And the, uh, another element is our talent and skills. Talent is something given to you naturally, but skill is the thing that you learn later on. But most skills, most passion, most talent and skills can be degraded or nurtured to the highest level of excellence. I have been in this country for 10 years. And for all this year, people keep telling me that I could become a native in this country if I put my mind into it. The reality is, it is not true. My possibility and your possibility could reach the highest level when you combine your passion with your talent. The thing that you love to do with the thing that you're good at is you take one of those elements from the equation, your possibility is going to be moderate. And if you ask me which one I prefer between passion and talent, I would take talent. No, I would take passion. I would take passion because even if the thing that you do which is not your talent, with passion in place, you could turn and skill that you learn later on to realize your natural talent. Because with passion, you will never quit. With passion, you, you will never break down. You only have breakthrough. And the most important of all that make each of us different is our purpose in life. As I said before, there is no scientific way to tell you what that is. But here is what I believe. Everything that is created is created for a reason. If we mm. are all created, put on this earth and equipped with passion, talent, and skills, what we are born to do might have something to do with them. And here is what I find out from my personal life and from my own research. Whatever your purpose in life is, whatever your life calling is, the opportunity will be there for you and you will be protected or provided for when you pursue it. So basically there are two types of differences, outer differences and inner differences. And the most important of differences is our inner differences. Mm. So important, and I love that distinction between uh, your passion and your talents. A very important thing for people uh, to learn and to know. Uh, Very, very important. 
share uh, in just the final few minutes here. Share uh, some last nuggets uh, for our listeners uh, about yourself and the book. Uh, again, just the title of the book and the thought behind it is very, 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 very powerful. Something I 100% agree with, and that I've come to learn on my own. And when you come to learn something on your own, often it's the hard way, like trying to be like everybody else. And even last year, I had some very well-meaning, amazing professional speakers trying to lead me in a direction where I had to actually stand up or stand up for myself and say, no, I want to go in my unique direction and be myself and not do it like everyone else. So share some very last thoughts and and nuggets of wisdom with our listeners on that topic. What I could say is your differences are the key to your success. Your differences are something that you have that nobody else has. Your differences are something that somebody out there might need to make their life or their project complete. Mm. Therefore, you should know your differences, you should identify your differences and, capital, and capitalize on your differences. And equally important, you should, respect, uh, you should respect other people because of their differences from yours. Your differences are something that you already have in your hand. And some people say they are a gift from God. What you do with them is your gift back to God. But when you use and expand your gift, the universe will make more room for you and for your gift. Hmm. Very, very important. Very important. And uh, so you're in the Pennsylvania area in the U.S. Uh, obviously, it's easiest for you to speak in that area, but uh, you uh, certainly are welcome and able to speak throughout the U.S., so certainly I highly, highly recommend people, first of all, buy and read the book. The message behind it is one of the more crucial and important lessons, lessons that anyone can learn in life, and that let's say at least in North American society that I'm most familiar with, you're not encouraged to celebrate your differences and pursue them and that they're the key to your success. So please, everybody, the idea, the importance of it uh, in the book, uh, your differences are the key to success, is one of the greatest lessons you can learn probably one of the greatest lessons you can teach your kids and one of the greatest lessons to help you pursue your purpose and fulfill your life. Uh, Very, very important, isn't it? Yes. So uh, everyone, again, Amazon.com, your differences are the key to your success. Please uh, make sure to buy the book. And then even go further because there's statistics on how many people don't read a book or finish the book. Please, for your good, buy it and read it. Maybe even consider giving it to your kids. It's an important lesson and something that's very hard for kids to understand and follow when they're young. They all want to be like their friends. 
but and oftentimes a big challenge and disappointment and and problems that the kids have is that they are different and they don't like being different but instead they should celebrate their difference and make sure that they don't blend in and just become like everyone else uh that would be really sad and so extremely important parents of course anybody adults please buy and read the book but even more important please consider uh letting your kids read the book and get the message to them that their differences are what makes them unique what makes them special and not try and fit in with every crowd and everyone else yeah. Thank you. Uh, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, have uh, email address or uh, LinkedIn? I know uh, you're very uh, you use LinkedIn a lot, so that's a good one. But maybe give people your email address. People who are uh, interested in learning more about you, who are interested in learning more about the topic of your book. It's such an important topic. Should be taught by all parents. Uh, and practiced by all adults. And so give people just maybe your email address if they do want to get in touch with you. Yes, I, if you need like, to talk with me or to see your, the message or your idea with me, I could be reached at, so, through my email, h-s-a-i-n-g at aol.com, h-s-a-i-n-g at AOL.com, and if you want to call me, I could be reached at 215-485-3401. Yes. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today. Have, uh, as I've mentioned repeatedly, the topic, the subject of the book alone is worth buying the book. But the the whole book and everything that it's about is one of the most important lessons anyone can learn and perhaps anyone can get across to their children as well and if you can get that across to your children you can really in a lot of cases help them eliminate uh, or stay away from a lot of the challenges that they would have in life trying to be part of their peer group be exactly like their peer group in a lot of cases that will get them into more trouble than good and so please uh, do yourself a favor. Here's your 2015 favor for yourself and for your kids. Buy the book and then go further and read the book. Digest the book. Put it into practice and then talk about it with your kids. Have them read it as well and celebrate their difference rather than just trying to have them fit in with the crowd and be with it, be like everyone else because uh, God didn't create them to be like everyone else. He created them to be different and to celebrate those differences. That's right. Thank you for uh, being on the show today. Uh, It was exciting for me. The topic is obviously something I am enormously passionate about, and uh, I believe this could be one of the key books uh, for people of 2015 and for any time. Uh, make sure to buy it and read it and then celebrate it and do what it says. Have yourself an amazing day, Heb. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks so much for having me. Yep. Bye-bye. Take care.